Holly G with the Golf Insiders. Big day, uh, unprecedented day in the world of golf and perhaps in sports as the decision came down in San Jose, California. Late on Tuesday, Judge Beth Labson Freeman denying Taylor Gooch, Matt Jones, and Hudson Swafford in terms of their quest to get a temporary uh, injunction to play in the PG Tours FedEx Cup playoffs. Denied! And to break it all down for us, Bob Herrig from SI.com. Hi, Bob. Hello, Holly. How are you? Well, hmm. I would say big win for the tour. Jay Monahan has to be sighing a, a big sigh of relief, but it appeared pretty clear that the judge didn't buy it, Bob. No. Uh, you know, going in, I, I thought the players would prevail, but she did her homework. She, you could tell from the opening comments that she didn't really think they had made their case. And she made a great point, which was that, the, you know, the play, basically they're saying they're being harmed by not being allowed to compete in the playoffs. She made the point that, that the, the upfront compensation that Liv is getting is sort of, they, they've sort of overpaid to take care of these guys for the opportunities that they're going to miss. And including endorsements or, you know, in, in, in their case, uh, FedEx Cup riches. And uh, so, you know, that, that was a pretty good point, I thought, and a strong, a strong point to, to say no. That, you know, look, you decided to do this and you took a lot of upfront money to do it. And, and that was your, your conversation. And, and, oh, by the way, if, if the larger antitrust suit prevails, you'll be compensated anyway. You know, so um, so anyway, it was yeah, it was a, it was. I, I don't know if it was a big win for the tour. I mean, they, they've still got a lot more to go through, but it was a big win for the president because this was going to be a distraction this week. It, it still is, but once the golf starts, you know, these guys were going to be in it. We were going to be wondering if they were going to play well enough to advance. Um, you know, and. And look, they, you know, they've got other things to worry about, the Cam Smith stuff and um, all that. So in that regard, yes, it's a very, very big day for the tour. And, and um, you know, uh, I'm still not convinced that they all shouldn't get together and figure something out because this is going to drag on. If you listen closely or read any of this stuff, I mean, the trial date is set for September of next year. And those things can be postponed. Right. So th- this is going to go on for a while. And it's, you know, and, and I don't think live golf is going away. So, so you're going to have this, this other entity out there. Um, uh, you know, I think by the end of the year, they'll be done poaching players. Uh, but nonetheless, they're, they're going to then have the potential next year to possibly get some for the following year. And you're always going to have to worry about it if you're the tour. So it's a good win in the short term, but there's still a long way to go. Yeah, so again, to be clear, this was a, uh, a temporary restraining order that the players had motioned for, the three players that were eligible to move into the playoffs. That's separate from the antitrust lawsuit that's being filed by the rest of the players. 
accusing uh, that they were unfairly suspended and the tour used monopoly power to crush, you know, its opposition, uh, quote, unquote. Uh, but interestingly, yes, as you said, uh, if the legal teams can't be prepared by a year from now, the star could be delayed until 2025, I read. Right. Yeah, exactly, because they've got these things get scheduled and there's no room. Uh, so, um, uh, and look, you know, some of the things I, I took away was, you know, Liv, Liv might have been too successful too soon. You know, some of the things that they've been great at have were used against them. Yes. Um, five of the top ten in the in the player impact program have gone to live. Right. Um, you know, they've already had three tournaments with $25 million purses. So clearly they haven't been blocked from doing it. You know, um, they've just, you know, found it maybe harder to get players that they'd like. So, um, yes... The, the, a, a lot, a lot was sort of shown there just just in a couple of hours, and, and with the lawsuit, as to where this might go and 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 how kind of complicated it can be. Well, speaking of which, so the first of the three playoff events starts tomorrow in Memphis, uh, the TPC Southwind. Uh, what was interesting, a, a lot of. Uh, buzz going on yesterday as uh, players were awaiting the outcome of this. But you could tell, you know, now this was becoming real, right? World number one, Scotty Scheffler saying that he was, quote, definitely frustrated, unquote, that his peers were suing the tour. You know, this is this is where it's, you know, starting to uh, really have an impact, don't you think? Yeah, sure. I mean, that it, it sounds, it becomes a little personal. You know, um, no, it's not going to impact any of the players directly, I don't suspect. But in theory, it could. I mean, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> there was a bunch of attorneys there, and they're not making $15 an hour. And, and the tour has to pour a lot of resources into defending this case, and it's going to cost a lot of money. And it comes out of the tour's coffers, which is technically the play, for the players. You know, I mean, it's it's either less money they can pour into something else, or uh, and so yeah, they they take it personal. It's this is their peers suing them. I mean, it's I was trying to think of something similar in sports, and you know, I'm just wondering, like years ago, you know, people of a certain age might remember when Al Davis sued the NFL. I mean, that the Oakland at the time, the Oakland Raiders, Raiders owner. Like, owner, yeah, and, and you know, and it was I believe it was for the right to move the team to L.A. And, and, you know, that, that cost millions of dollars. I mean, in, in theory, he was suing the other owners, you know, his, his, his sort of, you know, compadres, so to speak, you know. It, right. it, even though they were competitive, they were all in it together. And so, um, you know, I, I guess it's this sort of like that, you know. I mean, if these guys were to win some sort of a judgment, you know, they'd be paid at, at the tour's expense, and and these this is and that's that's sort of the irony of these guys trying to play the tour. You know, that's they're they're suing the very body that they're trying to you know get a place on. And you know, really, um, I don't know that they're suing for damages so much as they just they just want to be able to to play. They want the right to play. They don't want to be suspended. And you know, I I, I think they have a point there, but it would have to be worked out. 
the, under the current terms, it's very difficult to envision a PGA Tour player who's required to play 15 events um, playing the Live Tour, which is going to require 14. There's just right. not that many guys who play 29. No. It just, it's not realistic, you know. And, and so in order to make it work, they, they'd have to probably have a, 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 you know, they'd have to compromise. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Liv were willing to do that. Uh, you know, deep down, I'm not sure how they feel. But, you know, if it meant that they could get more PGA Tour players into their events, then I think that that, that makes sense. And if the Tour looks at it from – I mean, look, look at this if Cam Smith really does go. He's not going to be at the Players' Championship next year. Yeah. Is that what they want? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, is this is this where we're headed? We don't, you know – we, we don't want some some of these, you know, they're still good players. I mean, people are mocking Liv, but, you know, Bryson and, and, and Kepka and some of those guys, Dustin Johnson, you know, they're, they're not, they haven't lost it. And, um, you know, we're, we're not going to see those guys play against, against the PGA Tour guys unless it's in a major, unless something changes. Well, so, um, we, you know, and, and, and it doesn't look like that's close to happening at the moment. Let's talk about that because – out of the five questions he was asked in his press conference yesterday, Bob, Cam Smith fielded four of them about live golf uh, and declined to comment that he's set to leave for live golf. This has been, you know, this has been rumored now for uh, leading up to the Open Championship, and of course he was asked that very awkward question in the uh, post-victory press conference. But, you know, speculation about this has been rumored for months. Uh, apparently, earlier this week, uh, a tour player, Cameron Piercy, on Australian radio, said that both Smith and fellow Aussie Mark Leishman were both, quote, gone to the Upstart Tour. And uh, broached with this question, of course, Cam, you know, bristled back, uh, and said, I'm a man of my word, and whenever you guys need to know anything, it'll be said by me. But clearly, if this guy, possibly the, the player of the year, having won the Open Championship and the players, as you noted, too, you know, what's the tour going to do with that? Disinvite their champion next March? My guess is they will, because they'll be suspended. They won't be able to play. And look, you know, that was a, t that was a telling news conference. He had a chance to say, no, I'm not going, and he wouldn't do it. He did not, if you're not going, if, if you're not going, why wouldn't you say so? And I, all indications are he'll be in Boston, which is the week after the Tour Championship. So that means he's not going to play in the President's Cup, even though he hinted that he was. So I don't know what the deal is there. Um, you know, my the indications I've gotten is he's on board for the next live event. Uh, which is, you know, uh, outside of Boston the week after the Tour Championships. Is, is, it, is it the heart of that an allegiance to Greg Norman? Greg is a guy that was the guy they looked up to? You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's I, – I don't think that hurts. I don't get it. I don't get Smith, you know, unless he is not one of those guys where uh, he's in the camp of I want to play – with the best and on the best tour and against the best competition and for the, you know, iconic trophies and championships, it's, it's a head-scratcher. 
Well, I, I just go back to the to, to what I say about this all the time when this comes up. You know, in my role of trying to be Switzerland in all of this, right? <laughs> which is, you know, if the numbers are true, a hundred million dollars. You know, they're gonna. I don't know if that's say that's over five years. So starting now, he'd be getting twenty million dollars a year just to start out. I mean. You have to play your tail off to make twenty million dollars, you know. And it go, it, I'm not saying the tour can match that, but it goes back to this whole premise that there's no guaranteed money in golf, except now there is. Live is giving these guaranteed numbers. If, if, if the tour would have gotten out ahead of this three years ago and found a way to make guarantees. It would have never had to be this much, and it would have never gotten this point. Frankly, sure. I don't know what the number is, but like, I mean, and obviously you can't assure 200 guys a, mil- a million dollars each, but there could have been a way that you guaranteed money to people, and it, it could have still based it on performance. It just would have been that you, you know, let's let's say if you, you get to the tour championship, all right, every one of those guys is going to get $2 million to start out next year on top of everything. So, yeah, that's $60 million. That's not that easy, you know. And then from there, you, you or even if it was just a million dollars, you know, just so that you're rewarding the stars, the guys who got there, they're going to get a million dollars on January 1st. And then maybe from 31 to 70, next year it'll be 50, maybe that's, you know, 500, you know, but something, if you got your tour card, you're going to get 150,000 next year to start out, you know, because it, 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 the live stuff is out of control. It's off the charts. It's not, it's, they, they've overpaid beyond, beyond, beyond because they can, because they needed to get started. But I'm, I, I'm just of the belief that when this stuff was percolating three and four years ago, if the tour had put in place a plan, where hey, you know, we're going to enhance and we're enhancing the FedEx Cup. We're going to have these bigger uh, uh, tournaments with bigger purses, you know, like the like Arnold Palmer and the players. And oh, by the way, if you do such and such, you're going to be guaranteed this much starting the next year. And they could have just outlined it. They could have outlined it one through 125 or one through 150 or however they wanted to do it. Uh, and maybe that means taking some of the FedEx Cup money away. You know, maybe the players would be in favor of that if it meant that they had something guaranteed. But they didn't do it. All they've done is make it – You all these great enhancements still require you to perform. You know, Cam Smith is going to get – if it's that number, he's going to get that whenever here, and it doesn't matter what he does. Now, obviously, he has a chance to make a heck of a lot more, too, because of their big purses. So that's that's why I think we got to this point. Because you're making – your point is, is – He's won. He's won like ten million this year. On two different times, he's talked about like what would he do with the money. Right. Like he made he made three million dollars at the Players Championship. Was the I think first place, a little over. And he said, you know, I don't really know. I don't really need a lot of money. Like he he couldn't. He didn't even sound like a guy who cared. No. About it. Like he might Maybe buy a, a new fishing boat and a new right. rod. <laughs> Makes you wonder if if the, how much the agents are involved. And how much they're pushing. I mean, you know, Cam and Leishman have the same agent. I, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm not suggesting they've done anything wrong. I'm just saying, like, you know, are, are, are the agents in their head? Are they telling them this is a great idea? This is a great financial move. You set yourself up forever. And, of course, the agent gets a cut. 
You know, I mean, if the agent is just getting 5% of that, look at how much money that is. And that's set. You know, he doesn't have to worry about negotiating a, a club deal or a barrel deal. That, that money takes care of, of you know, and, and for two of them, you know, whatever Leishman's getting, you know, so 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 their firm is, is going to get well rewarded uh, for, for this. So, you know, you just kind of wonder how much that plays a part. Yes, there certainly is a business side to it. Uh, there's also been rumors and wouldn't uh, be surprised that Adam Scott would be close behind them. Yeah, it's possible. His his name has sort of waned a little. Um, you know, I, I can't speak to him directly, but there have been guys who were approached early on. They were offered big sums. They turned it down, and they've since come back. And Liv has told him that that, that money, that offer is no longer on the table. In other words, it's, it's been lowered because they, they, they're almost full. You know, they can't have as much as they want to have all of the top players, they can't have that. The, the, the bottom 12 can't be all stars because they need to have some sort of, you know, movement. Right. You know? So, so they can probably have like 24 to 30 good players, good name players. But beyond that, the, the, the big money is gone. You know, the, the huge money or the, and the long guarantees are gone. So, um, uh, you know, so I, I don't know if that happened with Adam, but I know there there are some some guys who've gone back and were told, hey, you know, either we don't have room for you or or we'd love to have you, but it will have to be at this number instead of that number we offered you before. Well, that would certainly change the narrative that they only have a one of the top 20 world-ranked players who is currently Dustin Johnson I mean, this this would really this would shake things up, Bob. Exactly. I mean, you you'd have a reigning major champion from this year, a guy who legitimately could be the player of the year. He's ranked two in the world. Um, yeah, it's a blow. I mean, that's a guy that the tour would love to build around, and uh, uh, as they should. You know, a guy who lives near tour headquarters. He won their signature event and a major. Um, it's great stuff, and now you're risking, you know, you're looking at losing him. That that's where, like, I I keep going back to, you know, shouldn't they try to work something out? Because I just don't see this being good long term, you know. And I know they would just love to crush him and have him go away, but it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen, you know. And and so then you're faced with, you know, a slow trickle of losing guys every year over there. Cam Smith said yesterday that he, quote, absolutely intended to play on the International President's Cup team next month at Quail Hollow. That comes after the live event in Boston, Bob. How does that line up? Well, uh, my guess is it's semantics, you know, because, because maybe he's thinking he can still do that. Um... But if he's – and, for you know, that's the other thing is I'm not sure why you make a big deal about bringing him on board or there's this big talk about him coming on board if he doesn't play those next two events. You know, then they're only – then they're down to um, – after that, they're down to three. And, now, look, they can do whatever they want, but one of their stipulations originally was 
if you were going to play in the team thing at the end at, at Doral, which is only team, it's not individual, and it has a $50 million purse, that's in, in at the end of October. Um, you are going to have to play in four of the seven live events to be eligible for that. So that's exactly what he would be doing if he goes to Boston, Chicago, and then uh, Bangkok and Jeddah. You know, he'd be playing the four. If not, then he would only be playing two. And by their stated rules, per, at least previously, he wouldn't be eligible for that tournament. Well, that makes no sense. You know, so either you sit out until next year or you do it, you're all in. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens, you know, there right after the Tour Championship because, because you know, th- he's, he's – uh, if he's going, they play that Friday uh, outside of Boston. There has been some other uh, other news floating around the playoffs. Will Zalatoris parting with his caddy in the middle of uh, middle of the Wyndham, Bob. That's kind of unusual. What what happened there? Yeah, that's a strange one, especially since they're you know he said they're so tight and. He thought it was hurting their friendship, and he didn't want that to happen. And I'm like, man, you just can't wait till the tournament's over? Uh, actually, he didn't announce it Friday. He talked about it Saturday after it had happened. Mm. And he, he had his coach, uh, Josh Gregory, caddy for him on the weekend. But what was interesting was is when he talked Saturday, he said he already had somebody lined up. Right. You know, it was a guy, a, 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 you know, a tour caddy, veteran caddy, who's caddy, you know, for other guys on tour and and so you know clearly you don't have that ready to go if you haven't been thinking about it you know and uh uh, so you know after the round friday was that the first time he made the call to the new guy or did he call him he immediately agreed yeah i'll see you next week in memphis um sounded like maybe maybe this decision got out somehow and he had to you know let him know i don't know it just seemed odd timing yeah, it was. I mean, uh, I mean, it was odd timing in that, you know, he didn't just finish with them, you know. And so, and he's had a heck of a year. It's not like he's been bad. You know, he finished second in two majors. He's like, what is he? He's like 10th or 11th or something in FedEx points um, without a win. Uh, uh, but uh, maybe he's feeling the pressure to get that win. Other caddy news, Ricky Fowler has parted with his longtime caddy, uh, which was reported yesterday. Ricky sneaking into the postseason this year as the 125th seed uh, after missing for the first time in his career last year. And, you know, Ricky, it's hard to believe he's down to 167th in the world rankings, Bob. What a, you know, this is what you call a slump. Two plus years, he hasn't had a top ten in 2022. You know, and he had seemingly turned the corner last fall. We thought he was the 54-hole co-leader at the CJ Cup in Vegas. That's a tournament Rory won, and then ended up tied for third, which was a great result and moved him up to like 80 something in the world. I'm pretty sure right after that is when his wife had a baby, and he took some time off. You know, which is obviously understandable. And, but when he, when he came back, he was not the same. Like in, in 2022, he missed his first two or three cuts. He played a couple events in the fall after that, 
uh, with not a lot of great success and then missed some cuts early this year, and it's been a struggle the entire time. And, uh, you know, he barely got in. In fact, he's 125th because um, when Tom Kim won uh, in, in, in Greensboro, he automatically became a tour member and all of his points counted. So he moved into the, into the FedEx points. He hadn't been there and uh, bumped everybody down a spot, and Ricky just hung on. He was, he was, you know, he started the week 123rd, he missed the cut, and he ended up 125th with a guy moving in. He was pretty fortunate, really. Now, he had his card for next year. He's, he had a multiple-year exemption that, had, that next year is the last year. So, you know, this is kind of a bonus for him. If he can have a good week, it's going to be really hard to advance. You have to finish way high up there to advance. But it'd be nice if he'd made the cut, had a good week. Then he's got, I believe it'll be three or four weeks off because they play BMW Tour Championship, and then there's two down weeks before Napa, the first event of the next season. And if I'm Ricky, I'm I'm not messing around. I'm getting out there. I'm playing those fall events, as many as he can stomach, and try to figure it out because next year, you know, obviously he's going to be playing for his card again. But if you want to get in the playoffs, you got to be top 70, not t- not top 125. And he hasn't been close to that here the last two years. So, uh, you know, and, and, and you know, that, that's the other thing that's kind of puzzling about this is he made a caddy change, but he hasn't made a coach change. Right. And I'm not saying he should make a coach change. I mean, it's very possible he's happy with what he's been working on. But, you know, you can you can certainly question whether or not he needed to or wonder about it. Um, you know, he went to John Tillery a couple of years ago and really hasn't seen improvement. Um, now, Ricky might see it, and, I, and only he can know. It, it's, I can't sit here and say he needs to change coaches. But, but that's something that, you know, when guys are struggling, that's what they do. He, but instead, he changed the caddy who he's had the entire time he's been as a, a pro, Joe Scavron. Um, and only had, there was only one event that Joe missed in that entire time. So um, that's kind of a that's kind of a stunner, you know, and uh, uh, we'll see how it plays out. Well, the you know, caddy has certainly become a a very a, a different role in the uh, team around these guys now. And many of them, many of the players talk about they're like a brother. You know, the friendship comes first, and I imagine you know that's that's a difficult. Uh, you know, relationship to manage because it's also a business relationship, and you know how close is too close, and uh, it's that's that's it's become a really difficult job, I'd say. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's a real tough one. Those I'm sure those caddies they all walk on eggshells um, because there's no security really. Um, you know, uh, it's it's why some of them have have kind of resorted to not talking to the media. They just don't want to rock the boat, you know, uh, and uh, they, they don't want to ruin a good thing. And they know that that this sort of if, if it could happen with Ricky Fowler, it could happen with anybody, you know. So um, uh, it's uh, it's it's a tough deal. Well, a flip side to the story that's sucking all the oxygen out of golf right now Um all the talk about money. How about um, how about Ju Young Kim, affectionately known as Tom, <laughs> on tour, 
you know, winning the Wyndham Championship, becoming a 20-year-old millionaire, Bob, but didn't even know how much he made on Sunday and said, um, he said, I'm, I'm not even interested in how much it is. He's focused on making more history. Pretty, uh, pretty great story. It's a great story, one we can really use right now. You know, it's it's nice to have a new name. I've said all along that one of the one of the benefits of Live is going to be creating more opportunities on the PGA Tour. You know, if you lose 25 or 30 guys who are on the tour, that's 25 or 30 more spots. You know, guys should move up. You know, it, it means not, there's opportunity there. It's you know there's there's going to be there's going to be guys who who, you know, it maybe doesn't take hold this year, but, you know, we're already seeing a couple of examples because guys were held out of the FedEx Cup, guys moved up, and it'll, and it'll just, it'll go to next year, too. There will, you know, all the guys who left, you know, Charles Howell and Perez and Gooch and Swafford and, you know, Phil and, uh, you know, Bryson and Kepka and DJ, I mean, that's, that's 8, 10, 12, 15 spots that will somebody can gravitate to, and uh, it's an opportunity for somebody to get more more uh, starts. And in theory, that means the possibility of uh, of, of better finishes and, and doing well and making a name for themselves. And this guy, Tom Kim, has done that. I mean, I had to go and look like what his how, how did this all occur, and. You know, he was playing the Asian Tour earlier this year. He had no status on the PGA Tour, not even on Corn Ferry Tour. And I believe he has a home in Dallas. So this this helped. But he he finished. There was two events in Singapore. He won one. This is like in, in January, January, February time frame. He won one of them and tied for second the next week. The tide for second was at an open qualifying tournament. That many was in the open, based on that. As it turns out, he was the Order of Merit winner on the Asian Tour, and the RNA took that exemption away in in the aftermath of the Live, um, uh, you know, partnership, which was really kind of weak. I thought mm. like that had been an established criteria. These guys playing the Asian tour have nothing to do with whether or not their tour joined forces with Liv. They had no voice of in that. Of course. But anyway, he you know, he got it anyway because he won the Singapore event or finished tied for second at the Singapore event. That also helped him get in the top one hundred in the world. And by being in the top one hundred, that got him into the PGA championship. Well, the week before the PGA was the Byron Nelson. And they gave him a sponsor's exemption, and he had a decent week there and earned some FedEx points as a non-member. He didn't make the cut at the PGA, but he got in a couple of more events and did well enough to kind of move up the list to where if you're in the non-member category and if you move past the previous year's 125th finisher in points, they make you a special uh, temporary member. So that happened when he made the cut on the number at the open. So he's just barely made it, right? And then he does well enough in in Minneapolis and in Detroit to earn enough points to where he was secure having his tour card for next season. 
So he was going to be a member starting in November, or excuse me, uh, in, in September when the new season begins. He plays Greensboro totally house money, basically. Right. Because he can't right. get in. Even though he had enough points, he couldn't get into the FedEx Cup playoffs because he was not a member. The only way to get to be a member is to win. win. And, of course, he overcame a, a quadruple bogey on his very first hole and won by five. So it's a really pretty cool story, you know, that ascension. Big and, story. Uh, South. You know, now he's... He's in the Masters, he's in Century, he's got a two-year exemption the next two seasons. Um, and he's in the FedEx he, Cup playoffs. Well, and he's like, you know, what is he? He's like 30-something, 30 34th. He's got a great chance if he does anything the next two weeks, he can make it to Atlanta. So uh, that's a really good story for golf right now. He's a young guy, very well-spoken, very mature, handled that great. And, uh, you know, it's going to be fun to see. Hopefully we don't, and hopefully we won't wear them out. Yeah. Listen, listen to this comment in yesterday's press conference. Maturity, indeed. He said, it's always been about playing the PGA Tour. When I was younger, I would see Tiger win on the PGA Tour, not somewhere else. So for me, that was always the goal. I felt like when I would one day get really old and not be able to play the game anymore, I would want to at least feel comfortable with retiring and say, I gave it. I played with the best players in the world. Hats off to you, Tom. <laughs> yep, pretty impressive. Hopefully pretty a stuff. few of the other players are, are listening to your young words of wisdom. And this will make both of us feel old, Bob. He became the tour's first winner to be born in the 2000s. Hey, listen, I didn't need that to feel old, but that, that definitely doesn't help. <laughs> well, well, the, yeah. the youngest tour player winner since Jordan Spieth, as we all remember, at the 2013 John Deere Classic. He, 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 turned, he just turned 20. Yes. And, and he'd had, like, four or five wins on the Asian Tour. Amazing. Um, he won, like, you know, he won at, like, 16. So, like, he's had some experience winning against pros and doing quite well. And uh, so, yeah, he would have been born in 2002. Um, you know, uh, look, the, the, I, I, I'm pretty sure he was born in June. So in, 2000, in June of 2002, Tiger already had eight majors. Incredible. You know, I mean, there's a lot of different, like, points that you can look at to just show how young he is. Not uh, not young between the ears, it, it appears. Uh, all right, we're, we're coming into the first leg here, uh, which is now in the backyard, the home, home uh, headquarters of this is uh, where, where we start to start to hit the ground running uh, down to the tour championship, Bob. So uh, just a quick, who, who do you have your eyes on? Who do you think you know, really needs, well, everybody needs a good week, right? They, they, they need to be hot and, and, and go for those pins and, and get into the next round. You know, I'm kind of kind of looking at your man, Tony Finau. Ooh. Because, I mean, he's only had a week off. He's been playing great. You know, a lot of these guys have been off since the Open. He played twice. Now, if he's not out of gas, he's in a really good spot. I mean, Rory said he took two weeks off. He just got back to it last week. Um, and, uh, you know, he has, a, he has a chance to kind of carry some momentum into this week here and keep it going. This is the strange defending champion of this event because 
this the the Northern Trust no longer exists, but that was the first playoff event last year, and he won it. Uh-huh. Uh, now he is, you know, uh, in, in theory, the, the, the history of that event moves to this event. Right. So it's kind of a weird thing that the tour does that way. But uh, he, he won this tournament last year, different place, different name. Well, we'll see uh, see if any of that magic is is still there. And uh, we keep taking a deep breath and uh, turning the page, Bob. But uh, no doubt, uh, lots more uh, breaking news coming in the next few weeks as we finish off the 2021-2022 season. As always, Bob Herrig, SI.com, the best in our business and. There is no grass growing under his feet. He, all of his travels and all this great coverage on things happening in our golf world right now. Bob, always appreciate your time. All right. Sounds great. Thank you.